Welcome to the second solo episode on Gripped. This one's fun because I wrote these thoughts around positive life change when I was 20 years old, a few years ago. And reading it now, I cringe a little bit. I'm also inspired by myself. Most of all, looking at my writing uh, and and very fortunate and happy that I started writing when I was, you know, 19, 20 rather than waiting till today because it's so bad that I considered scrapping this whole episode. But I'm going to give it to you how I wrote it then so that as I continue down this solo podcast experience, you could see where my head was at as I was growing and developing as a man and, you know, where I've come to ultimately today. Please enjoy the second episode of this solo podcast series titled The Three Pillars, excuse me, The Three Pillars of Positive Life Direction. For the last few years, I've been living with a real sense of direction. But it took me tons of mistakes and iterations and many years of trying to figure it out and finding what works best for me to get here. So the intention of this podcast is to share how I went from broke mentally, physically, and financially to positive, energized, and financially secure. In the last episode, I described in detail my struggle using drugs and depression and a persistent anxiety. So if you don't have that background on me, I do encourage you to go listen to the the last solo podcast because today I'm going to talk about the three tools that I used when I was going through depression to have a positive shift in the my life direction. And I wrote this when I was much younger. And so looking back, I'm smiling on uh, almost the, the naivete, but I love that it's still useful and it was such an important part of my journey that I have to share it here with you and I really hope you get a lot of value from it. The three tools that I used was community, exercise, and being like Frankenstein. Now, what I'd love for you to do as you listen is to identify one of the three that you feel is most applicable, that you can start applying immediately and use that one. Instead of focusing on all three, just take the one that's going to be the most valuable and get started today. Number one, community. I was lucky enough to have and am lucky enough to have two of the most amazing parents that anyone could ever ask for. At 17, they started their own business which is nuts because my dad was already in his 70s and was his employee his whole life. Um, Who the hell does that? Now, a couple months in, they started inviting me to meet their business partners and join in on events that they were having. And uh, I'm in the middle of my depression. I'm taking Prozac and antidepressants. I don't want to leave the house to go to school in the morning. And so obviously I'm resistant. I don't go. But as much as I'm resistant, they're persistent. And they got me there eventually. And I would say I probably spent three to six months 
frequently attending these events where, you know, I first showed up in a t-shirt and sweatpants, which now that I think about it is extremely embarrassing. I remember sweating and, you know, my palms being all clammy when I was shaking hands with people and I didn't know how to shake hands. And, and, and even in my wardrobe, you could see how I was, I was shifting and, and changing as being part of this community because you only go to that type of event with business owners a few times in sweatpants before you start wearing a dress shirt. And it's the best thing that I could have ever asked for because my community started shifting and it's so crystal clear to me because I spent years hanging out with a bunch of guys in high school who were doing drugs every day and were skipping class and underachievers. And these people were clearly sharp, positive examples, interested in personal development. And you have to resist those influences really hard to not make positive changes in your life, to, to stay depressed, really. Everybody in my circle all of a sudden is positive and confident and trying to help me be better. And so honestly, you, you can't help but feel better. This quote's attributed to a lot of people, but the first person I ever heard say it was Jim Rohn, and he said that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I became positive, confident, and uplifted through my association with these positive, confident, and uplifting people. How practical is that? So I can't thank my parents enough, and maybe they're listening to this, I don't know, but can't thank you enough for, for almost forcefully putting me inside this environment where I didn't have a choice but to start to mold and shape towards a more positive direction. If you decide this is one of the three that you want to take on, then here's some practical tips you can start right now. Right now, identify and write down the five to ten people you spend the most time with. And this is physical, in-person time or on-the-phone time with. Maybe it's a boss, a colleague. Maybe it's students in your high school. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's your parents, siblings. doesn't matter. Write them down. And ask yourself, is this relationship lifting me up or is it sinking me down? And now, intentionally, make the decision to choose whether or not they are going to be part of the positive future you want to be in. This doesn't mean you have to completely scrap a relationship, but what it does mean is that you get to intentionally choose the influences in your life. I see this now. This is you know, me outside of you know, 20 year old Jonathan, this is, you know, 24 year old Jonathan. There's times in my life where I spend more time with the, the, the spiritual community in Toronto and, you know, they, they do some, some, let's say interesting things with their time, very cool people and extremely fun to hang out with down to earth. But when I spend too much time with them, my career starts to slip a little bit and my, my focuses shift. And the same is true when I spend only time with business people. I only think about capitalism. I only think about making money. I stop thinking about uh, my, you know, the importance of my relationships. And so your community is going to make such a significant 
impact on the way you think and the direction you're starting to take your life. So if you're going to take this on, write down the five, write down the 10 people you spend the most time with and just decide, is this the person that I want to be? Because whether I like it or not, they are going to contribute to the future and the person that I am. And so choose wisely. And thanks, mom and dad. Appreciate your help. Number two, exercise. This one's a big one and was a big one for me, uh, especially at 17. I remember constantly living in my head with anxiety. Constantly. I was almost never in the moment and in the now. And to get out of your head, sometimes you need to get into your body. And that's exactly what I did. Working out consistently was one of the best habits that I developed in my life, which is key because I used to be an athlete in sport, and so it was part of being an athlete. You would exercise. You had to go to the gym to practice, or you had to go to the rink to play hockey. And so exercise was was by default inserted in my life. And when I started quitting uh, trampoline and when I quit hockey, I didn't have almost that force forcing to be there. And if you don't have that in your life, some sort of sport that's consistently three, four days a week getting you out of your head and your body and, and you know sweating and producing positive hormones, then you need to take this on. At 17, only a few weeks in to consistently going to the gym, I started feeling stronger physically, mentally, and emotionally. It helped me build back my confidence. It gave me energy that I hadn't felt since long before my depression. Honestly, it made me happy. It's often said that your thoughts create your emotions, and I agree with that. I think equally true, for myself anyway, that motion creates emotion. If you have any intentions of changing the direction of your life like I did, a lot of the times getting out of your head isn't an option yet. You have to get out of your head and one of the ways to do that is to get into your body. Use motion to cultivate emotions of strength and confidence and power. If you're going to take this one on as the one that you want to apply immediately, here is my my tip, the applicable advice. It's what I did when I was in high school, preferably with a buddy so you have some accountability. Plan out to go to the gym three, four days a week minimum. Maybe if the gym's not your thing, you can do yoga, you can find a sport, all of those work. The gym worked, I think, so much for me because by actually lifting weights, I was physically getting stronger and that translated into mental strength and emotional strength. Now, if you have the buddy and you have the plan to exercise three, four days a week, um, don't hesitate to do five to seven days a week or every single day, 45 minutes to an hour of exercise. And that may seem like it's not sustainable, and you're right, it isn't. But what's important at the beginning is to build momentum. You need to build exercise into your life in a way where you actually feel and see the results so much so that if you don't go for a few days, you notice the difference in how you feel, which I do today, and a lot of people that exercise frequently would say they do. So if you feel like 
maybe that's not sustainable. Try on four to seven days a week so that it, it builds momentum, builds into your routine. And then once you're starting to make progress and you're starting to feel better, feel free to reduce that and lower it to something that's more sustainable, like three, four days a week. The last one, which is fun and it's an analogy and I I wrote it again for a speech that I was giving when I was younger, a public speaking contest called Speaker Slam. It's an analogy I came up with called Be Like Frankenstein. So what does that mean? Looking back on my life, I've always experienced limiting self-beliefs. It's not uncommon. Like most people, I compare myself to others. I didn't think I was good enough. It's a nasty habit. Instead of aspiring to be better, I became bitter. I can think of dozens of people, I mean, even as far back as elementary school, where I would look at them in, in track and field, and instead of going up to them and being like, yo, Michael, like, how can you, how can you run so fast? <laughs> instead of asking him, how can you run so fast? Is it your technique? Are you training some way? Uh, is there something you're eating? Instead of all of that and getting curious and trying to emulate and, and be inspired by that, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Maybe I didn't say it like that when I was in elementary school, but it, you know, this is bullshit. I'll never be that good. What's the point of even trying? And when my community started to change back when I was 17, 18, and we started doing more personal development and reading, slowly my direction was changing. And I, I don't think this was a conscious decision, but becoming like Frankenstein means that instead of being bitter, you pick and you choose and you take the things that you admire most about the people in your life. It means you stop viewing others as better than you and you start turning that envy into inspiration. You can steal qualities from people is what I'm getting at. Whatever you appreciate about someone else, you can blend that into your own life. It starts with curiosity. How can they do this that way? Why are they so good at that? What's unique about the way that they're doing this? And because my community was all these positive and uplifting people now, you know, the first thing that I did was I started dressing different. Uh, then from there, I moved on to kind of how they were speaking and how they were presenting themselves. And then slowly, my, my transition became to emulating behavior. It was simple. And my confidence and my communication skills and, you know, my personality and kind of the attitude that I had about life started dramatically changing. Now that I think about it, over the course of six to eight months, I became a new man. Or I was reminded of the man that I was always wanting to be and I started stepping into that again. None of this happened overnight. You know, as you listened on the last podcast, changing your direction takes time, it takes energy, it takes intention, but it's fucking worth it. So if being like Frankenstein is the, the one you want to take on, maybe community isn't as important to you right now or exercise isn't that important to you right now, think about some people in your life and intentionally steal one quality 
that you admire about a positive influence in your life. It could be how they dress, how they talk, how they treat other people, maybe their patience, any behavior. Write it out and commit to intentionally practicing that quality in the person in which you admire every single day. Make it on your mind. Remind yourself multiple times a day. Set an alarm on your phone to remind you three times a day that this is the quality that I want to take on. Here's, a, here's an example. My friend Sam Demma runs a podcast called Small Consistent Actions. His belief system is built directly into the name of this podcast. This guy is consistent, and he's constantly in action. And the reason I started this solo podcast is because Sam has a solo podcast. And so I am emulating you, Sam, if you ever listen to this. And, and that's what I admired in him was his ability to take action and be consistent. And that is exactly what I'm going to do as a result of my admiration for him, where in the past I would have said to myself, fuck this kid. <laughs> he works so goddamn hard. I'm never going to be able to outwork him. And maybe that's true. But what he's doing is inspiring me today, and I've decided to flip that, steal it from him, be like Frankenstein, and be consistent. Those are the three pillars. Surround yourself with amazing community. Get out of your head and your mind and into your body, and finally becoming like Frankenstein. Because if you do, I promise that maybe the destination of your life won't change overnight, but your direction will. And my intention for you is to take on one of the three immediately, start applying it right now. Each one of them can be applied in the next five minutes. So do not scroll to another podcast. Do not check your Instagram. Do not take on another task until you've decided which one you're going to take on, done one of the three exercises, and implemented one of these three immediately. Otherwise, every of these 17 minutes that you just listened to was an entire waste of time. And I don't want this podcast to be a waste of time for you. I want this podcast to be useful. I don't want you to apply this information. And if you do, it may just make a difference in your life. I'm about to sign off, but know that if you're in a place where you are struggling, The strongest thing that you can do is to reach out for help. And I'm one of those people that's happy to stand for you and be there for you in any capacity that I can. You just have to let me know how I can and know that there are people in your life where if you extend that hand and you say, hey, this is what I'm going through, and you think that you are maybe you have the fear of judgment and being received with judgment, know that when you give people the opportunity to be there for you, they will take a stand for your better mental health for your future they will meet you with compassion and a willingness to have a better future together.